Hello, pilgrims and travelers on any path of life. I invite you to come on a leisurely barefoot walk. So yesterday I left you on my early stretch. I didn't know what I was going to end up doing. Even though when all this all was said and done, uh, I didn't think 20 kilometers was much. <laughs> but it reminds me when uh, actually I came to do the Camino the first time in 2002. I spent some time at uh, my older sister, Eva, and uh, with a couple of her friends one Saturday. We went and did a 17k walk. And uh, I think that was the longest walk I had ever done until then. And it was, uh, yeah, I was tired. I was really tired at the end. And then yesterday, I was basically smoking you know, the pilgrims on the trail with my uh, silly fluffy pack. I even got barefoot at one point. Uh, enjoying messing with the pilgrims anyway. And uh, I don't know exactly how long it would go before turning around, but uh, there is this cool place on this stretch of the Camino before Astorga, after the variant, after the detour. And, well, actually, it's not a detour because you have two options. I guess variant works, I think. But anyway, regardless, it's on the side of this gravel road in the middle of nowhere, coming to an intersection with traffic. And there is this fellow who's been there 12 years. And he had this kind of little oasis, yeah, in the middle of a little... Oh, shit. Sorry, I had a rock that just got embedded into my foot. Pebble, actually, which I remembered from two years ago where I stayed and was offered lemonade. It was very interesting. And uh, I ended up staying there a couple of hours. And I actually caught up with an English lady. <laughs> I was thinking the whole morning as, uh, as I was catching up on some women, I've become very good at discerning between women and men, even from a distance on the Camino. Just women walk beautifully. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just another for women. Anywho, am I still okay here? Yeah, okay, good. I want to make sure I have not missed my turn off that highly trafficked road. So, anywho, I arrive at that place, I remember the guy, interesting fellow, uh, sleeps under the stars, he has his mattress on, a, uh, mattress on the other side of the Camino, uh, from that oasis, and he sleeps under the stars unless it's raining. Anyway, and he's just happy, he's just a happy guy, and you can feel that coming out of his pores. So that in and of itself is a nice treat to be around another human being that He's happy. Yeah. He's happy doing what he's doing. It's a pleasure. You know. And then offering this 
interesting uh, paradigm to people, you know, this place, which is one step above uh, uh, donation. It's basically a gift and uh, nothing is asked. There is no, no pressure being felt outside of the one that you impose on yourself. Anyway, but there was a cornucopia of fruit. You have peanut butter. You had like eight different kind of milks, coffee, tea, uh, nuts, just chocolate. Anyway, just wonderful. He even gave me a little rub around my shoulder blade uh, as I felt yesterday morning the the discomfort again in that area. So I'm not sure if it's going to be chiropractor or acupuncture, but I have to talk to to Edu about that. But a massage is not going to be able to go there. It's just below my shoulder blade. Anywho, but anyway, very nice. And there she was. So <laughs> one of the things I wanted to say to her somehow that I was thinking on a Camino if I saw her was at least Bella, which I did. And I, we didn't end up talking too much. She, she wanted a selfie, so we took a picture. And then eventually she went on a merry way. And I was talking to other people. I mean, I would, I would have liked to, to, to spend time. Obviously, I was interested in her, and to spend time would have been nice. But uh, yeah, it just other things were happening. I had a very nice conversation with a guy from Holland. Yeah, but I did. You know, when she left, I said "Ciao, Bella." Anyway, and then she went on a merry way. But it was fun. It was I enjoyed. It was pleasurable. Uh, I also realized after my talk with Lily, because uh, Lily is a the other volunteer from France, Aurélie, who is uh, who is with uh, Edu. I know there is no jealousy. She's pretty, you know. She's a pretty pretty woman. She's my age, um, but no, it's I am definitely uh, not interested in her. Uh, and she would talk about on the Camino, about, about men, basically, kind of, you know, this, it's kind of like hunting thing. Oh, I like what I see, or I like to have that type deal. And I think being mindful and aware of that, uh, it makes me more circumspect, more stoic uh, around women. Because it's just like, unless that woman lets me know something that I'm able to grab, and that is... That's a big if, if I'm able to grab it. Because I'm a little dumb when it comes to those innuendos, to things that women do. Uh, <laughs> I remember with Maria that I met when I was in, in Conil, and uh, that I met through Tinder, which is my bar. It's my social place for me to, to meet women. I'm very grateful for it. And so she came from Gibraltar, which is, I think, of, I don't know, it's about an hour, an hour and a half. It's not too far from Conil. And she came with a friend, and we met, took a walk. And uh, I, we went back to the place and made them some tea, and then they left. And uh, we, gave, we gave each other a hug, and the hug felt very nice. And I think I was at least getting that she had a good time. And then she came back the next weekend by herself and then spend, uh, spend the night. We spend the night together. Uh, but there were things that she was doing, and I was like, later on, I was like, wow, I am so dense, you know? 
I'm so retarded about some of those things when it comes to women. And uh, even earlier, there's this guy, Mark, a guy from Washington, kind of a globetrotter as well, interesting fellow, uh, not quite 10 years my senior. Anyway, but I like him. I'm actually the one who proposed to him to be volunteer. And uh, there he is. It's going to be more than likely staying two weeks here. But I like him. He's a sweet guy. He has a very soft, kind of a nice, nice energy. I like him. And we're talking, and it was like, you know, your problem, Anthony, is that you think you have a problem, you know, or that I am not lovable, you know, which that's from some of the things that are related to him about my past, about sometimes my inability to, 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 to believe that somebody could want me when I was younger. I, I don't really have that. Uh, I may still have some hints of it, you know, some, some, some subtle reminders or muscle memory part that are still there, but overall, no. Uh, you know, when I think of Vanessa, when I think of uh, uh, Belen, uh, I was, to me, it was quite clear, and I, I was accepting it fine that, yeah, these women are really interested in me. They really enjoy me being in their life. And for for whatever that stands. So, but this is true. That has been a long path for me. And I think that's been also a hurdle. That's a word I was looking for earlier, a hurdle. That's taken me a long time to walk my way over instead of around or to turn around. You know, that uh, that self-esteem. And, uh, and I know I'm not done. But that's something that I think with Pilar, however brutal and painful it was, it was a very powerful experience. Very powerful experience. And I learned a lot in a short period of time. Kind of one of those things like, you know, you don't, uh, you don't wish on anybody else and you're never going to say that you enjoyed it, but you can't help but be baffled and humbled by the outcome. You know, it's like, well, I have no scar, nothing is broken, and there is more now. There is more room in me. There is more, there is more peace. There is more self-acceptance. There, there is uh, self-esteem may not be right, but I think you may get the gist, gist of it in terms of self-love. Here we go, self-love, where uh, that dependence on the other to make you happy is not quite as pronounced. So, Pilar, yeah, P Pilar will will always remain a very special woman for me. Yeah, she's the most interesting, yeah. And it feels good to say it in the light in which I'm saying it now, because I feel no attachment. I don't feel, I mean, my goodness, I was so hooked on Pilar so long i had never been that hooked on another human being before she was just yeah she was just perfect for me in her imperfect way i wasn't blind you know but it was like i loved it i loved how she was made how she came together i loved uh, whatever the, the childhood was what, all of those things that made her who she is in that unique way like each individual and and having that appreciation of just not wanting to change that person, not not agreeing with everything, and not especially 
liking but loving it all being like what a beautifully made creature and to me that's yeah just this blend of characteristics so she has definitely raised the bar because I mean, yeah, there was there was some drama with with Belen, but we, we did we did have something, and then uh, she was I mean she was in love with me, uh, I was not, but I liked her, uh, and I liked some of the things that we shared. Uh, it was uh, definitely a more chaotic environment than I'm used to, but um, you know, I was open, I was interested, you know, honest with her. And then I knew that she, I could see it in her eyes. Uh, that she liked me. She liked having me in her life. And that's definitely something I want. But there's also those other things now that I realize. Uh, not so much looking up to the person, but just uh, not wanting to change. Here we go. That's a good one. Not wanting to change that person. And with Belen, that definitely wasn't there. There was something that I I found to be like um, major hurdles. And I realized that they were just signed that it just wasn't the right match. That there'll be somebody with her that, you know, that will just glide just fine and easy. But with me, just wasn't. So anyway, uh, there, there was with... Uh, Mark talking, and as it turns out, Mark also found the same British woman quite attractive, quite sensuous, in, in a very, very similar way. So I came up with him later, I was like, hey, Mark, we're going to have to talk because if we have about the same taste in women, because Edu wasn't interested in her, didn't find her that, uh, you know, attractive or whatever, so that's, you know, that's specific to certain types, like uh, are we doing seniority since I've been here longer than I guess the first pick anyway? That's kind of a smartest comment, but he's, uh, he's also a guy who doesn't seem to be taking himself too seriously, so he's uh, riding along that wave. Anywho. So, I saw her there at the Oasis yesterday. I ended up talking to this guy from Holland, again, one of those again, you know, just... Him was struggling with the loss of his parents. He lost his father seven years ago and his mother four years ago, and he's had trouble to grieve and then to get past that. So it's very nice hearing him talking about acknowledging and having that awareness about kind of where he was stuck. Uh, something that I don't hear too too much coming from guys. So vulnerability. So that was very nice. Then I met some guys from shit uh, Chicago. And uh, and then, so it was uh, quite social at the beginning, enjoyed listening and talking. Did definitely work, practice my active listening. I still get carried away from time to time. But I did with a guy from Holland, uh, give him a space and a platform and, and a receptive as a being with ears, really sucking in what he was saying and focusing on the listening instead of uh, what do I think about what he's saying. And uh, so we had a nice chat. And then after, I don't know, I talked to about four or five people, I'm not sure. Talked to David as well, the guy who ran the place. And uh, he asked about, of course, uh, Michon and Edu and the place in the albergue. 
And then I uh, I ended up having my lunch. I made this dal, which turned out a little spicy and very mushy because the lentils, uh, the lentils uh, took a lot longer than the rice to cook. So I'm going to start again today. But this time I will uh, cook the lentils separately and uh, cook them with less liquid and then... Uh, then add them to the rice and cook it all together. We'll see. I'm going to play with that a little bit. Anyhow. And so after a couple of hours staying there, which was very enjoyable, it was a beautiful day, so really enjoyed it. And uh, walked my way back. And uh, did spend quite a bit of time barefoot. Uh, crossed a few people, but it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon by the time I was cranking it back up. And you are looking at four or five hours walk from uh, hospital to Astorga. So the crowd was thinner, few, few traffic. And uh, my, I was almost worrying a little bit about my feet. Uh, I didn't walk on gravel, it was on asphalt, uh, but not a smooth asphalt, yeah, with pebbles in it encrusted. And uh, I was uh, becoming mindful that I might possibly get a blister. Uh, so I was kind of uh, keeping an eye on that, but I was able to do the whole road stretch on my feet and even avoided a shortcut that would have taken me on loose gravel to stay on a, on a solid surface. So my feet uh, have a way to go. The cool thing is that I may possibly next time I do that, uh, just go barefoot, but not carry anything. Since in 10 kilometers, there'll be this place waiting where I can rehydrate and snack. I don't have to, like I did yesterday, bring my food and some fruit. I can just uh, barefoot walk my way there. Anywho. And then uh, at 6 o'clock, I led the yoga session. We had a quite a crowded room. And then we had a first-timer, a 75-year-old guy from France, Victor, that actually was persuaded to, was convinced to come and join. So I, uh, uh, I find out the thread, the needle pose was very, very challenging for him. Uh, this is such a wonderful one for your shoulders to stretch that. Anywho, but keep in mind, but I did very, very, most of it very, very gentle. And uh, and actually what I liked, toward the end, uh, I did a leg, a leg against the wall that kind of reverse gravity, which is a great one. In the rest, It's a restorative pose where you have your butt against the wall and you have your legs up against the wall. And you just kind of feel that reverse pressure from all the walking. It's very relaxing. And I realized we're not going to do... Uh, Shavasana, we're just going to do, uh, which is corpse pose, which is kind of uh, oh, a... Which is quite typical in most yoga sessions. You end up, you know, in a corpse pose, and then you sit, and you do your own or whatever, and then namaste. And in this case, I let people there. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great position. There's no stress. You know, it's very relaxing. And it's going to feel awesome for those legs. So I left them there for quite a few minutes. Anyway, so enjoyed. 
uh, what I did at the beginning, I asked them to uh, to say their names, and in one word, they would describe where they were at right now, this point in time, how they felt. And uh, I realized it's not a bad idea because it gave me an idea about, you know, is that person like the, the old Frenchman was stressed, was anxious. So it was like that's good, good to know that, you know, because it's not that easy sometimes to to catch that bit of information from a stranger. So what I think I'm trying to do, the nice thing about the legs against the wall is that everybody's head is toward the center. And then what I can do is uh, bring the singing ball in the center and then just play a little bit with that. I didn't think about that last night, but I think that could be nice. And I have a quote as I was reading, uh, I'm reading this book between uh, Edmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama about happiness. Uh, and I like that quote, you know, in terms of uh, to relate to other people, to realize that we're all the same. You know, everybody wants to be happy. Nobody wants to suffer. And uh, and then to be grateful for somebody else, for somebody else's momentary happiness or joy that they may have in life or success instead of envy or jealousy or resentment. And uh, I will, uh, I think I may look for some quote to, to say. Of course, it would most likely have to be an almost all English group or not to worry about translating it because yesterday the French one uh, they spoke almost no other thing. Not, I'm sure hola, a couple of words, but nothing Spanish and then nothing English. So most of the time, and him being a beginner, and I think his cousin was... Uh, um more than likely close to a beginner as well so i i definitely had to go from english to french to give instruction and i know that i am that great at that because i mean i've never really taught yoga i just uh i try to copy the people that i've been with the people that have taught me willie willie mcdaniels that is that was one of my teacher when i lived in Kerrville. Uh, I guess technically it was still in, I don't know if it was in Kerrville or if it was in Ingram, but he lives on Bear Creek and he had a very cool place that he basically built. He was a very handy kind of guy, interesting fellow, and uh, that had been doing yoga for quite a while, I think since the 80s. And I used to go there on Monday, Thursday, then sometimes Sunday at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> I didn't like to get up early when I was younger, but it is kind of nice actually to do that kind of thing. And so, why? Which actually made me think I might uh, offer some of that to some people huh. to do an early to do a morning. Anywho. So. Anyway, so I'm basically going to be doing that, uh, offering yoga. And this is nice. Again, it's, it's this opportunity to be with other people. I don't know how many were where, but we had to be 10 in that room, and it's not a big room. So we were very crammed. I'll have to work on the logistic on that. But I loved. 
you know, being we had a, a bunch of French, my goodness, five French, one German, one Italian, no, two German, two German, one Italian, one Danish, five French, so the mix, uh, yeah, the mix ten of us, and uh, I think there was everybody, and uh, I really feel fed. I really have that awareness of how beautiful it is to be with other people, and. Uh, And so I had dinner, <laughs> and I actually got tricked, because last night Edu made uh, fajitas, which was very nice. It was very nice with vegan sour cream, guacamole, anyway, it was very, very nice. And we have to ask him for that one, because that was wonderful. I realized the vegan burgers was like, that I could do with that, I didn't feel that was, that's a very nice, very nice meal with a, that white bread and... I don't know the potatoes, and there's almost no, no, not a lot. Anyway, not a big fan of those things personally. But the vegan fajitas, I'm sure there was like textured soy protein, and that was very nice. Really enjoyed it, but I didn't mean to because I pretty much nine evening I just have a bowl of soup and then that's it. I am, uh, yeah, I eat like a pig, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and an afternoon snacky, and then comes night I. I'm trimming down on that. But I forgot, and I was sitting with everybody. Uh, yeah, I did a little entertaining because, so you had those three French people, so older, you know, in the 70s. Um, then you had this uh, American guy right by me who made me think of uh, Jean-Marc Barr, B-A-R-R, very sweet face of a French actor. And his face made me think of him. He's from Washington, but he lives in Barcelona. And then, so you had Mark, which, yeah, Mark needs nothing. He's, he's a good social uh, social pod. And then you had the, the German lady, the doctor. I actually liked her, too. Kind of in a homey kind of sense, but anyway, I liked her. Uh, and then we had this guy from Lithuania. So, basically, I was kind of bouncing. You know, engaging him a little bit, but it was very, uh, it was answering and all, but anyway, it just wasn't clicking, so I didn't go there too much. But Mark was by him, so Mark did have a, some chat with him. And then definitely the French people, which don't speak uh, any other languages, so I interacted and was kidding them for quite a while. And then the guy beside me, Jean-Marc Barr, actually I don't know his name, uh, I talked to him for a bit. Interesting guys, been traveling uh, in a lot of different countries, some kind of internet-based business, so doesn't have to be in one location. And so I had that going on around the table. Uh, yeah, being the bridge. But I did enjoy it. So it was nice to be at the table because uh, for quite a few days now, I'm basically, I'm doing the dishes, so, and I'm fine. I'll just have a bowl of soup in there. But unless there is somebody that I really want to be with, or something in terms of the group that really calls to where I want to be sharing that with them, uh, I'm actually enjoying 
uh, I'm enjoying uh, having the time in the kitchen where everybody's out there eating and having the social stuff and to yeah to be out to be out of that come here come here yes you are there is and I forgot is it Aya or Lula Lola is it Lola yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she's going to roll over. She's like, but my belly. But, oh, oh yes. Oh, my child. Oh, my God. Oh, and she's in heaven. Heaven. I'm in heaven. Anyway, I'm back. And so to give you an idea about this place, it's really, it really is a nice place. You have this big, big yard. You have a lot of grass. Uh... So we have the clothesline where we've hanged the laundry. Uh, the weather is perfect l lately for all of that, so we haven't had any rain. Yeah, since I've been here in two weeks, no rain. Oh, yes, yes. It'll be a week tomorrow. It'll be two weeks tomorrow since I've been here. Yes. So you have this clothesline, you have a big, big garden, you have some greenhouses. It's a bit, actually, it's a very big greenhouse. Uh, I have to think about whether I want to get involved in that or not. Maybe not. Maybe back off for now. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And so you have a you have the tiled uh, sidewalk. You have this big metal kind of a garage door where we go in, where we have our own quarters. And then as you keep walking around the corner, you have those bench table, chaise lounge. Um, you have a yurt. You have a, a round house, which is going to be some kind of a yoga place. Anyway, it's just a very, very uh, fig trees. Yes, yes. Where's my love? Where's my sugar? Where's my sugar? Yes, you do. Okay, she wants to give me a little like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that dog licking me. Anyhow, but anyway, I'm back. I'm actually <laughs> I got up a little early this morning. And Michon, when he went to the bathroom, I heard him. So first time since I've been in this house that I actually woke up before seven o'clock. But that was nice. But I do feel a little nap. Yes, I feel. I feel. I feel a little nap. I feel a little nap coming. No, no, no. I feel a little nap coming. Anyway, sorry. I'm. Uh... Anywho, I'm gonna go lay down. I think. But that's for me for today. Ah, oh, and there is Albina. Todo bien, Albina? Buenos días. No. No me voy a marchar. No me voy a marchar. <laughs> No, 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 no. Tengo, tengo zapatillas invisibles. Son, son muy caras, muy, muy caras, pero no las puedes ver. Pero muy, muy bonitas. Oh, tan bonitas. Qué lástima de no poder aprovechar de mis zapatillas. ¿Qué? Hola. Anyway, all right, guys.
I'm going to let you go for now. It was a I don't, I'm not sure if you heard uh, Balbina. She's adorable. Thank you for your lady. Of course, caring for you know, some, anyway. But a sweet, sweet lady. Anywho, oh why wow, it is later than I thought. All right, folks. Thank you for taking a walk with me. And I wish you a beautiful day. Wherever you are and whatever you may do. We'll talk soon. Oh, mm -hmm.